I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm Nate, and this is Timeline Tapes, the podcast made by the YouTube channel Timeline. Here we take the documentaries and TV shows from our channel and turn them into podcasts. This week we're exploring the archaeological evidence for the existence of Sodom and Gomorrah, the two biblical cities that came to be known for sin and misbehavior. Their existence has long been questioned, and no relics had ever been found until artificial structures were discovered on the bed of the Dead Sea. The host of the show is biblical expert Mike Sanders, who is on a mission to prove that these newly discovered structures are of the ancient biblical cities and find out what happened to them. Mike Sanders is a biblical scholar with a lifelong quest to penetrate the myths of time and find solid evidence for the events described in the Bible. The fate of Sodom and Gomorrah has always fascinated him. These two the cities were the epitome of evil in the world at that time. And in spite of Abraham actually negotiating with God to save the cities, God in the biblical story decides to destroy them by a fire and brimstone. This punishment has made Sodom and Gomorrah bywords for sin, lechery, and sexual perversion. But for cities so notorious, Sodom and Gomorrah are notoriously difficult to locate. The biblical story, however, is absolutely clear that they were to the north of Jerusalem. But in spite of extensive excavation in this area, not a trace has ever been found. So archaeologists widened the search, and where better to look for two dead cities than beside a lifeless sea? Many people believe that Sodom and Gomorrah, if they exist, exist at the edge of the Dead Sea. But the cities have never been found. The cities seemed determined to hide their shame from history, but then Sanders found a clue, not from antiquity, but from much more recent times. There are maps that are actually published in 1650 showing Sodom and Gomorrah beneath the Dead Sea. What would a 17th century mapmaker know about the true location of Sodom and Gomorrah? It seemed simply a flight of artistic fancy until apparent confirmation came from an unexpected and totally modern source. In 1994, the Space Shuttle Endeavour set off on a mission to photograph the Earth from space. The latest radar technology can reveal features invisible to the human eye. The scientists were looking for information on minerals, vegetation, and the use of fresh water. They never imagined that photographs from space could throw new light on the fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
According to the received wisdom of geology, the bottom of the Dead Sea should be completely flat. But according to the shots from space, it wasn't. My first reaction when I saw the NASA photographs was that this was something unique and startling. There were a whole series of strange features that shouldn't be there, which we call anomalies. One is a rectangle of dots, which appear too regular to be natural formations. The other is a feature that looks like a collapsed pyramid. All the experts we've talked to, who are geologists, have told us that there is no similar natural formation like that anywhere else in the world. And the implication, if it's not the natural formation, is that may, it may be man-made. The Dead Sea, for the first time in eternity, had hinted at a guilty secret beneath its acrid waves. Mike Sanders knew he couldn't rest until he'd gone where no man had been for thousands of years, back to Sodom and Gomorrah. There's only one way to find out the, uh, the true answer. We have to take a submarine and look. Mike contacted me about a year ago, and uh, he said, would you like to go diving in the Dead Sea? After his initial shock, laughter, um, obviously thinking he had a nutter on the phone, um, he said, the Red Sea? I've always wanted to go to the Red Sea. And he said, no, the Dead Sea. I said, I don't think anyone's ever dove in the Dead Sea. And he said, that's right. I think he said, I'll get back to you. I'm sure started to check me out to see if I was, wasn't completely mad. I said, well, there must be reasons why no one's ever dove there. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to go. That sounds pretty neat. So let's do it. The mini submarine Delta holds two people, a pilot and an observer. Hey, it looks pretty good. All right, looks like it survived the trip. The Delta has made over 5,000 dives and has a 100% safety record. But as it leaves Jerusalem, it faces its most testing mission, one which doesn't have the automatic blessing of the powers that be. It's okay, a couple of nutters deciding we want to take a submarine to the bottom of the Dead Sea, but there are governments involved and there is money involved and neither uh, were easily persuaded. As the Delta approaches the Dead Sea, a military checkpoint reminds the mission that it's not just underwater hazards they face. There are political and security obstacles to get around. After two years of negotiation with the Israelis, Jordanians and Palestinians, Sanders has only been granted a limited amount of time for diving. Every moment and every dive will be critical. At over 1,300 feet below sea level, the Dead Sea is the lowest point on Earth. The seawater is more than 30% salt, with minerals so concentrated that practically nothing can live in it. The Dead Sea embalms and encases everything that enters it in a crust of salt. This buildup on a ship's hull took only two weeks to form. The minerals make the water much heavier as a result, under the surface, the pressure is between two and three times that of normal water. This has dangerous implications for the Delta. Over the coming week, as the submarine dives to the bottom of the sea, its hull will be tested right to the limit. Could it also be tested to destruction? It's a deadly gamble, but there'll be only one way to find out. Already one day behind schedule, Mike has another headache. Delta normally dives with backup from some of the most advanced research ships in the world. He
here at the Dead Sea, former Israeli SAS captain Moti Gonan and his men are having to prepare the submarine support barge out of parts cannibalized from anything at hand. Untested, these primitive fittings will have to operate perfectly if the submarine has any hope of surviving these heavy and hostile waters. The final member to join the dive team is scientist Zvi Ben Avraham. As director of the Dead Sea Research Center, Zvi has studied these waters for more than 20 years and knows more about their strange qualities than anyone else. One of the unique properties of the Dead Sea is that it hardly has any oxygen. And because you have no oxygen, you have no corrosion, no rust, no nothing. Very clean, and it can stay clean for tens of years. So, in short, you want to keep something, put it in the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea has a unique attraction for tourists. Because the water contains ten times more salt than normal seawater, it provides an almost surreal buoyancy. In fact, it is almost impossible for a swimmer to sink. Fun for the bathers, but for a vessel whose entire purpose is to go beneath the waves, something of a disadvantage. The biggest part about diving in the Dead Sea, really, uh, for us, that's different than where we usually dive, is the high salinity. And that's gonna, gonna mean that we're gonna have to add about uh, 1,300 pounds of lead to the submarine. The first time we put the sub underwater, what we'll do is we'll leave it attached to the crane and we'll lower it into the water and we'll see how the sub wants to sink while it's still connected to the crane. That way it, uh, it won't sink down and not be able to come back up. In spite of an extra load of over a thousand pounds of lead, the submarine barely sinks enough to cover the deck. Word quickly gets around the bobbing bathers of a new attraction, the submarine that refuses to sink. It's taking a lot more weight than we thought it would. Finally, the Delta sinks under the water. With the buoyancy set, Rich feels confident about setting the sub free from the safety of the barge for the first time. Gingerly, the sub makes a tour of the support vessel. We've been worried for months whether this would work or not, and we proved that we can dive in the Dead Sea. The visibility's not bad. We can see good enough. It's, it's, uh, it should be all right. And most of it's flat enough. The sonar should work well. So if there's targets out there, I think we'll find them. Now we can find the truth. Well, whatever it is, Nothing there? Okay, there's nothing there. If there are two tells in Sodom and Gomorrah there? Okay. If we find wrecks, wonderful. If we don't find anything, that's the truth. That's the truth, too. And it's important. It's important that people know always the truth. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew on the ground. And behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was when God destroyed the cities of the plain. According to the Bible, God warned the wicked citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah to mend their ways or face the consequences. When he saw that the people were ignoring his warning, in his wrath he wrought a terrible revenge on their disobedience. But in the thousands of years since that cataclysmic event, no one has found any evidence for the cities. So was the Old Testament account just a fable, an old-fashioned morality story? Father Innocent, the priest at St. George's Madaba on the Jordanian side of the Dead Sea, has no doubts about the story's literal truth. Of course it did happen. What really matters for us Christians, it is that there has happened something which was considered to be the punishment from the Lord. 
whether you believe it or not, it's up to you. But we as Christians, yes, we believe and we accept the whole of the Bible. The present stage of archaeology suggests that none of the events in the Old Testament are true. Uh, and yet, the Old Testament is written as a history. Scholars who look at it suggest that it is a historical work, and yet there's no historical evidence. It doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever. The moment of truth has arrived. Today, the Delta will travel to a place never before seen by man, except perhaps by those who perished in a storm of brimstone. The dive team have chosen to explore the anomaly which appeared as a rectangle of dots on the NASA photograph. For Mike Sanders, the prospect of diving to the lowest place on the planet has set the nerves jangling. I'm scared. I mean, this is not something that I'd like to do, and I'm very apprehensive. If you ask me would I go down in a submarine like the Delta anywhere else in the world at any time, the answer is not for one million or even ten million dollars. I'm going down because we have seen the anomalies and I have to do it. I'm not going down because I like to do it, want to do it, or would do it anywhere else for any amount of money at any time, anywhere. Okay, Michael. Best thing is to stand up on the deck. Even in the supposed safety of a submarine, diving can be a deadly game. Thirty years ago, Rich Slater had to escape from a crippled submarine. In the process, he set the world record for an ascent from deep water without an aqualung. It took him two minutes to reach the surface from over 225 feet down. The experience took him to the very brink of death. They've scaled Everest, they've been to the North Pole, they've been to the moon, they've sent spaceships to Mars. Nobody has ever been to the bottom of the Dead Sea. Okay, welcome to Delta Dive 5033. There's interesting little side effects. Do you know how deep we are at this point? 100 feet. Well, what happens? Do, do we gently hit the bottom or do you stop it? Oh, no, we crash. We crash? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it, it just sits down. It should be a slight crunch of salt. So we're just gently sinking down? Yeah, it's like a balloon. Crunch. Truly amazing. Roger that. Congratulations on being in the Dead Sea seafloor. Sea 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to Timeline Tapes. A submarine has just gone underwater to explore the structures that may be of Sodom and Gomorrah. Up on the surface, Rich Slater's son, Dave, is monitoring the sub's progress and using the latest satellite guidance system to help it home in on the mysterious anomaly. Deep in inner space, they're now about 200 meters from the site of the mysterious feature spotted by NASA's cameras. Roger, 20 degrees to the right. 30 meters to the target. You're right on the spot right now. You're right on the anomaly. Roger that. In spite of finding nothing at the site of the first anomaly, the dive team can still claim their place in diving history. They're the first people to dive to the bottom of the Dead Sea. They have also achieved a scientific first confirming that the seafloor is as flat as the experts predicted. Finding any features here at all will be a major discovery. With all systems operational, the search for Sodom and Gomorrah can begin. Recent discoveries on the Jordanian side of the Dead Sea have revealed evidence which supports the biblical account of the destruction of the twin cities of evil. In this, one of the largest cemeteries ever built on Earth, archaeologists have discovered tens of thousands of ancient graves. What's more, the bones from these graves date from the Old Testament era, and some of them show unusual signs of having been burnt at the time of death. Could these be the remains of the ill-fated citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah, burnt by the biblical cataract of fire? Nearby, another clue supports the Old Testament story. Embedded in these strange cliffs are balls of almost pure sulfur, or to give it the old-fashioned name, brimstone. Balls of brimstone, 
hundreds of thousands dead, burnt bones. The forensic evidence mounts that the events described in the Bible may have some foundation in fact. But scientific studies of the geology of the region suggest that God's fury may not have been the only reason for these strange phenomena. The Dead Sea Valley lies on a major seismic fault. The area has a long history of earthquake activity. A large earthquake would have caused massive upheavals in the area, with eruptions throwing molten rock and ash high up into the sky. By raising the land at one end of the Dead Sea, the earthquake could also have caused extensive flooding over the flat northern end of the valley, drowning anything that was built there, including the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. The shore on the Israeli side of the Dead Sea also has its relics, but telling a different story of destruction. The ruins of this restaurant stand as a memorial to the 1973 conflict between Israel and Jordan. It's an irony that one of the few things to survive in this modern ruin is a depiction of the ancient fate of Sodom and Gomorrah. Although the fighting is long past, the Dead Sea is still a military zone, and the border between Israel and Jordan now runs straight down the center of the sea. The dive team are now within 300 meters of the border, where they plan to explore the second and final anomaly. At the site of their first dive, they found nothing of the features spotted from outer space. All the team's hopes of finding Sodom and Gomorrah are riding on this new site. But politics and security set strict limits to their curiosity. The target site straddles the underwater border. At the last moment, the Jordanian government withdraw permission for any diving in their territory. The team, now joined by marine archaeologist Pia Anderson, weigh the risks of going ahead and exploring the forbidden area anyway. They decide to try to explore the anomaly while staying on the Israeli side of the border. Okay, you can uh, start up. You're about 200 yards from the boat. Using the satellite tracking system, Mike and Rich can plot the submarine's movements to within a few meters. Although the seabed nearby is flat, Zvi has seen something on his sonar screen, something quite extraordinary. Okay, so we are going so these funny features of the sonar. But in their enthusiasm, Zvi and Dave in the Delta are getting dangerously close to the border. As the support ship follows, Moti, the captain, begins to get anxious about everyone's safety. Turn to the right. More to the right. Roger that. That's it, that's it. More, 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 more. After nothing but flat, featureless seabed, Zvi has found something quite inexplicable. But the action isn't all underwater. On the surface, the sub's activities have sparked a full-scale international incident. Uh, the Israeli army say that we uh, cross the border because of a, a complaint of the Jordanian soldiers. But we are on the border, we just uh, goes maybe a few hundred meters because of the sub is uh, underwater and they, we have to follow the sub. Zavi is uh, indicating that he has not seen these particular structures before. Does he think they might be uh, uh, man-made or uh, not natural? I don't know. Oh, uh, that's inconclusive at this time. I'm going to investigate a little further. 
Chris has heard from Moti that the submarine has now strayed far over the undersea border. The Jordanians are insisting that it surfaces at once. I just don't believe it. I don't believe what I see. I, I really don't believe what I see. Futri says that we got to get you up, so um, prepare to surface. We are moving to the west because I don't want them. Uh, I don't want to disturb the peace. That's it. I'm not one to believe in uh, conspiracy theories, but uh, four or five days ago, uh, in the middle of the Dead Sea, for the first time that I know of, the Israeli army stroke navy decided to uh, make a massive explosion causing 4.2 on the Richter scale, knowing full well that within a few days we are going to take the sub down there. Um, far be it for me to uh, ascribe peculiar motives to the Israeli defense forces, but one does wonder that Perhaps they had something that they didn't want us to find, something to hide. Uh, I hope it isn't our anomalous, but we will find out. Forced to abort the mission on the very brink of a breakthrough, the team are impatient to go back to the area and dive again. Mike is convinced that at last, Zvi may have found the ruins of the ancient cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. But adding to Mike's frustration, Zvi has a scientist's reluctance to speculate. Could it have been man-made? I don't know. It's no, could, I, it, could it have been man-made? It's not a natural process. I, what, I did not say it's not a natural process. I say I don't not know. know. Okay. I don't know of a natural so process. you don't know? Maybe there are natural processes that I don't know of. Sure. But you've never seen anything like I that never before? never seen. That's right. Either on land or under the sea? On land, it's difficult to say because on land, you know. At sea, I did not see this. And, and I investigated the sea for many years. But it could be mine. The plan for the next dive is for Zvi to investigate further the site of the pyramid anomaly. This time he's under firm instructions. No trespassing over the underwater frontier with Jordan. We see fairly large structures here. Um, we're taking pictures. Roger, can you uh, say a little more about it? Yeah, there's some sharp edges. There are sharp edges. And fairly steep, uh, fairly walls. steep walls on these mounds. It's a remarkable find. Is the presence of sharp edges a sign of something artificial, a work of human hands? Back on the surface, the southerly wind is picking up. Moti is beginning to worry. It's a barge, and it starts uh, to get uh, wet. The waves can climb on it and to to flash air, to wash everything, like electricity, generator, things like that, we can have damage. Can we use your arm to... Certainly. To try That's a to, good idea, actually. To break one of these? Mm -hmm. Oblivious to the concerns on the surface, Tvi is eager to find out if these salt-caked structures concealed the ruins of the Bible's cities of sin. The density of the Dead Sea water means that in spite of their relatively tame appearance, each wave carries the power of a wave three times its size. Better for us, if in this case, we see that the sea is too rough. Better if we will go to a shelter near close to the shore. What's up? We better call him up. Modi said the weather's coming in. He wants to get the sub back on board. Dave, uh, the weather's changing up here. We're going to have to bring you up in a few minutes. So if you have anything to do, do it quickly. 
Zvi does his best to get a sample, but the sub's light grappling arm just isn't designed for this job. Zvi seems to be plagued with bad luck. Once again, his dive has had to be abandoned. What's worse, this time he knows he was within inches of an extraordinary discovery. And worse still, he's baffled by exactly what it was. Moti's really worried now. He's called for the team to evacuate the barge, but even back on board the ship, there's potential disaster all around. That'll become quite dangerous. So we are trying to tow the barge and the sub, but the waves are moving faster in that direction than he can pull in that direction, so we're stuck. We can't move forward. There is a danger we're actually moving backwards towards the shore, which is not a good idea because that area that we've just come from is in fact mined, and the last thing on Earth we want to have happen is to be washed ashore on that particular part of the, the Dead Sea. So it looks as though uh, the dives for the day are over, unfortunately, just when uh, Zvi had evidently found some uh, structure. It's the last day of the expedition. With two dives planned, Mike has gone down to see Zvi's inexplicable structures for himself. I want to see anomalies. Oh, here's... Wait a minute. Hold on. What the hell is that? There's something underneath this as opposed to the rest of the area where it was all flat. Are these the ruins of the ancient cities of Sin, or simply silt from the river feeding the sea? Could, could it be rubbish coming in from the Jordan? Yeah, but why would it all be in one spot? Well, that's... I think the rubbish should be all over the place. Absolutely. Makes no sense. No. The fact that the mounds are concentrated in one area adds to Mike's excitement. These must surely be the salt-encrusted ruins of an ancient settlement. And before long, there's another startling and inexplicable discovery. Here's a big one. Here's a big one, yeah. A big one. And there's red stuff on top. Has anybody seen any of the red stuff on flat? No. Terrain? No. Ah. Oh, we've come across some uh, fairly large mounds. The mounds are about a half a meter to a meter high. They're covered with salt with red coloration at the top. Over. Planning to investigate the phenomenon of the red material on the final dive, Mike returns to the surface. If they were natural features, you would expect to see all sorts large quantities of them all over the place, and they're not. They're, they're localized, um, and they do have this red stuff on top of them, and it's just, it's just amazing. And there is no red stuff anywhere else. With only two hours left before nightfall, Mike is keen to dive again. But whatever is down there is jealous of its secrets. The tow rope has become snagged in the propeller. In a desperate effort to rescue the final dive, Odette, one of the boat crew dives into the corrosive waters with no protection. If they can't free the rope, it'll be too dark to dive and too late for Mike to find the truth about those tantalizing seabed structures. After an eternity, Odette emerges triumphant. The final dive can go ahead. The red tops on the mounds continue to puzzle the crew. 
no one can think of any natural explanation. The exploration goes on until the last possible minute, but without proper excavation tools or permission to cross into Jordanian waters, Mike can only make a limited survey of the site. The team know that they've made an astonishing discovery, maybe even a discovery of epic historical importance. But quite what it is they've discovered, they still don't know. What they do know is that it'll take a larger, more sophisticated expedition to find the truth. Sander's dream is still alive. He's sure that the secrets locked beneath the hardened salt will still be there when he returns. After thousands of years, Sodom can wait a little longer, and Gomorrah is another day. Thanks for listening to Timeline Tapes. That's it for this week's episode. Next week, we'll bring you the story of the electric chair. But in the meantime, if you can't wait to learn more, just head to our YouTube channel, where we have hundreds of documentaries you can watch. If you want to reach out to Timeline Tapes, you can email us at timeline at little.studios.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Those are both at TimelineWH. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write a review, too. I've been Nate Fisher. This has been Timeline Tapes. Let's go down in history together. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.